Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the LCR Media Podcast. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and I wanted to talk a little bit about mulch. Um, that's, you know, coming up mulch season. I've got a few episodes about mulch from last year, probably several episodes, actually. I'm sure I may have interviewed some folks about it as well, but some, I'll say, uh, several IBG episodes where I just kind of hashed out my experiences and, and things with mulch. And I just wanted to kind of add one more thing to the whole to the whole topic uh, that I haven't talked about before. And what it really comes down to is like the title of this episode to some degree or another is I can't I, I'll be I'll be 100 percent honest with you guys. I, I can't stand mulch. Um, there's some things about it that I do like, but if I could just not do it and still be successful, profitable, whatever, I would, and I know that might sound counterintuitive from everything that I talk about all the time, you know, don't do what you don't want to do, things like that, design your business the way you want to, and so on, but there are certain exceptions that I've been willing, that I have been willing to make, that I have had to make uh, along the lo- along my life and my business, but just like things, most things in my life that I can't stand, I do either get rid of them, like I say all the time, uh, or I set strict guidelines for things that can't be necessarily gotten rid of or, you know, whatever, Wh- whatever the deal is. Just there are some things that like, we'll just, let's just stick to mulch. Like mulch, um, I do, like I enjoy this this time of year where it's early spring. It's not the spring rush yet, but we're starting mulch or already in the thick of it because we want to get a head start, you know, weather permitting, of course, depending on where you are in the country. But you want to get a jump on mulch because it's labor intensive. It's time consuming no matter how many pieces of equipment, things, and how many people you have. It still takes time. It's not like cutting grass or something like that where it's, you know, a little bit more straightforward, quick and easy, zip through in most cases, and and you're done. You know, the average residential yard anyway has, you know, four or five or more yards of mulch, and it it takes some time. I mean, for one person, you know, four or five yards of mulch, depending on how far you have to go back and forth from mulch pile to mulch beds, and if it's uphill or downhill and all that stuff, you know, it can take you anywhere from... uh, up to four, four or five hours to do it. Honestly, if I'm being realistic, I mean, uh, I know I heard once upon a time. I think in my early days that the average it should be like one man hour per yard of mulch. So if you're one person, you have four yards of mulch. It should take you four hours. Now that's a lot more doable, you know, um, if it's not like a hundred degree day and you're not doing it all uphill and you're not going from you know the a far distance up at the front where the four yards of mulch might be dumped or where your trailer is or whatever. And you're getting, getting it there and going all the way to the backyard, potentially, you know, twice a house length's worth of walking back and forth. That time's going to definitely creep up on you. And it might be more like four and a half hours, five hours, especially if you stop a few times because it's super hot and you're drinking fluids or you take a snack or lunch break in the middle of it or whatever, obviously that all factors in. But if you're just going hard and you're not going to pass out, Four hours should be your average. Now, if it's just a, a straight shot, um, maybe even downhill. Well, no, that's not so good either. You think, oh, it's downhill. There's no effort. Well, you got to make sure you don't, you know, lose your balance and go f- get pulled down the hill by the wheelbarrow of mulch. So let's just say flat ground, right by the beds. You know, either you backed your trailer or truck right right to where you need to get all the mulch out, or the piles dumped right by the where you need to go, and you're just scooping and going. You know, only a few feet back and forth with the mulch. So now you can get done in less than four hours, right? So four hours is just the average. Um, 
or I mean, one hour per yard is just is just the industry average. Once upon a time, I'm sure it's it's probably changed with you know just all of the different improvements in tools and equipment and work ethic, maybe or whatever. But that's just a good average. If you were curious about that, that's how I what I've gone by when I go for uh, when I'm looking into scheduling and pricing jobs and all that. I price by the yard, not by the hour. All those things are factored in. You know, the price of the mulch and how long it takes to spread one yard of mulch per man hour. That's all factored into my hour to, to my, uh, my pricing for per yard of mulch. So it's a lot easier for me to just be like, Oh, eight yards of mulch. That's blank. You know, cause I just know it's X amount per yard times eight or whatever, for example. Um, so, you know, that's going to be different for everybody, of course, uh, based on what your expenses are and how much mulch is in your area and so on and so forth. You know, I, I recommend finding a mulch yard that has good quality of mulch, like bulk mulch, for example. I know there's a lot of people that do bagged mulch, and if that works for you, then go for it. I mean, if you can get like a pallet of bag mulch, of uh, bag mulch delivered to your shop or to the property where you're using it or something, or you just can pick up a pallet at a time. I know you can definitely get a good discount, even if you're just going to Home Depot. I know like the larger amounts you get, the more savings you have. But I mean, even if you're just getting one yard of mulch, that's really hard to just get, I don't know, you know, 13, 15 bags of mulch. You're not going to save anything doing that anywhere, but you can just go to the mulch yard and get a yard of bulk mulch for like 30 bucks or less for dyed black or brown mulch. If you're just getting like the double shredded, super fine mulch, which, you know, it's not my ideal, um, beauty looking mulch. It's really more for like, you know, where people are gardening and composting and stuff because it's, it just kind of adds a little bit of layer on top of everything. And it breaks down super quick because it's like partially dirt to begin with because it's all broken down, but the dyed mulch, but that stuff's even cheaper, but the dyed is a little more expensive because it's, it's dyed, you know, you're adding another, another component there of, of the, uh, you know, the, the, whatever they use to make it brown, black or whatever. So anyway, 30 bucks or less in my area is typically what it goes for. But uh, that could be different, you know, for, for all kinds of other places, but you're not going to get 13 bags or 15 bags of mulch at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever for 30 bucks or less. And, and, you know, so anyway, find a good, I, I recommend bulk mulch is what I'm trying to say, unless you're getting mass quantities and you're getting pallets at a time and getting a good discount because, you know, there are pros and cons to everything, right? And in my opinion, there's pros to the, the, the pros or a pro to bagged mulch is you can just easily walk the bags, you know, of mulch, like, you know, put them in, in a wheelbarrow and kind of wheel it to the, to your section and you just grab each bag and kind of place them in all the different areas where they need to go. So there's really no shoveling um, involved. You know, you're just grabbing bags, transporting them from spot to spot, kind of spreading them all out. And then you go, you rip the bags open, dump and spread, rip, dump, spread. You know, you just do that. You work your way through the beds. A lot of people think that's more efficient. And if that's, if, if that's what works for you, then go for it. But what I'm trying to say is if you're doing bulk mulch, like a lot of folks do, such as myself, find a good mulch yard that you have a good relationship with. You can get a good price. A lot of times they have contractor pricing. Maybe you have to show your business license so that you're legit and they put you in the system and you get a discount. Every time you come in, they see the name of your business or they ask you the name of your business if you don't have a logo on your shirt or something or they can't see it. And then they just, you know, 
put put it in the system there. They keep track of how much mulch you're you're purchasing throughout the year, which can potentially add to higher discounts later on down the road and things like that. And you know, um, versus just a homeowner coming in and having to pay like the full retail price. So I know where I go, there's contractor pricing and residential pricing or whatever they call it. So I definitely get a contract price discount because I'm a registered business that uh, and that I've that they have on file. So make sure you find someone like that. Have a good relationship with them um, because they're going to help you and you're going to help them, obviously. Um, I've had some bad relationships with some early on um, other bulk yards that I will main, remain nameless because we don't slander anybody on here. Um, or necessarily promote anyone here either. I'm not trying to make people think that I'm, you know, just like uh, f- showing favoritism or being sp- only talking about sponsored things or whatever nonsense. Just I'm just talking about just things in general, you know, mulch yards in general. So I've had good experiences and bad experiences. I use one now that I've had a great experience for many years, and I had a bad experience with one early on in my uh, business nine years ago, eight, nine years ago, the first couple years. So you just got to find who, who you can trust, who you like, obviously location is helpful. You know, if they're centrally located or close to where a lot of your properties are, a lot of the neighborhoods that you work in, that's helpful. So you're not driving across town, but that's not always, um, accessible, you know, right. You don't ha- you, you can't pick and choose where these, where people put mulch yards. So it is what it is, but of course you want to have it close. You want to have a good relationship. You want to get contractor pricing for me. I have all those things with, with with the mulch place that I go to. Some of the people, some people in my area are like, why do you go there and not here or whatever? And I, and I just tell them, well, because this one's closer for me and I've had a great relationship with them and the price is fine. You know, I mean, of course it's not perfect. There's going to be issues. Sometimes you run out of mulch like any other mulch yard and whatever. And, you know, it is what it is. There's going to be some things here and there, but overall I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the, with the, uh, their service and the, the, the product of the being the mulch. Also, they, they, they're a nursery and they have a, a dump yard, you know, a section where you can dump your stuff, you know, your, your leaves or your tree branches, stumps, all that kind of debris, whatever you can, you know, dump it there too. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for me sometimes if I can plan it all out, you know, clean stuff out, go dump it and then um, pick up some fresh mulch to get all the, to come back and make everything all beautiful for that property. So I say all that to say what? I don't know. I don't remember where I was going with all that. But anyway, uh, it's part of part of you know having some guidelines. Part of having some strict guidelines. I think was where I was going. And this is the time of year where we are starting to get you know get a, a jump on mulch. I do like working this time of year before it gets too crazy. And you know we are just kind of out there getting after it. I, I remember saying it was time. <laughs> I, I kind of remember now I was started going down the rabbit hole of how labor intensive mulch is and no matter what you do, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's I, I remember. Okay. Now back, back, back on track. So with all that being said, I, I do again, like, um, certain aspects of it. I like being outside working this time of year. Um, I try, I try to have all the right tools, you know, good working wheelbarrows, you know, I have truck mate, which is helpful. So it hooks up to the back of your truck and then you can just pull the mulch to the back and convey it out to the side into your wheelbarrow so you don't have to worry about shoveling so much. But again, there's limits. My truck only, I have an eight foot truck bed on my Ram 3500 heavy duty truck. So it can hold up to four yards of mulch, which is good for the average size property. But when you got the bigger ones that need eight, 10, 12 yards of mulch, that's a little more tricky. That's either multiple trips with the truck, which definitely is worth it sometimes when you're trying to save that 
that labor of shoveling. Um, or, you know, we just sometimes have like 10 or 20 yards of mulch dumped in the driveway or up on the top of the street. And then that's a lot of shoveling though, you know, but if we got a lot of guys, then we can do that. We can bang it out still in a relatively efficient amount of time. But if it's just me and one other guy, I'm going to try, you know, and do the best I can to have, you know, to, to not, to minimize the amount of labor intensive work that we have to do so that we're, we're getting more done in a day and not feeling so exhausted after one or two properties. We can just kind of get, you know, we can just really bang them out. So I try to utilize Truckmate as much as possible. If you want more information, check the link out in the episode description. There's a discount code for you so you can save money on any of this stuff on uh, Mulchmate's website, um, Mulchmate, Truckmate, Cartmate, all the different things that they have going on in there. But mulch season, I, I have Cartmate and I have Truckmate. So Cartmate helps you go from place to place with the mulch instead of having to push it. You know, you can ride your mowers with, with the Cartmate on the front of it attached to it. And you can, you know, dump the mulch wherever you need to go from there. So that's helpful when you're going long distances, when you're going up hills. Helps minimize the effort of pushing a wheelbarrow back and forth all day, long distances and up hills. Like I started saying in the beginning of this episode, how labor intensive it is. So that definitely helps minimize that. Not having to shovel it all day helps by having it in your truck and just conveying it out into the cart mate or your wheelbarrows, um, you know, and or both, you know, so that definitely helps for sure. Um, so that's part of how I try to set strict guidelines is, I mean, this isn't a strict guideline, but it's part of this whole philosophy of this episode of how I kind of mitigate all of this so that I can do the mulch because I agree it's, it, it's, it's helpful for, uh, um, nutrient retention, right. For, you know, people that have nice plants and bushes in their mulch beds. And it's not just a random, mainly bare bones mulch bed just for aesthetics. Like it does look nice. It also adds some sort of, um, beneficial factors to the plants that are in the mulch beds, helps suppress some of the weeds. Of course, weeds are still going to grow in between the mulch, um, that's just how weeds be like. Um, they don't need much to grow their shallow roots. So there's that, but it still looks good. I like the smell of fresh mulch, not like, you know, depending on what, on the type of mulch, some mulch smells nasty. If it's got compost or who knows what mixed in or the t- type of dye or whatever products they use to color it. You know, not all mulch is, is create equal. That's for sure. They mulch looks different, smells different, feels different, spreads different, is priced different. So, you know, that's on you to figure out what's best for you. And a lot of times, you know, your clients will dictate that too. Like some people get picky, like, where do you get your mulch from? And this and that. And, you know, they want to know all the particulars before you, you know, spend half a day putting down five, six yards of mulch, you know, all over their property. You know what I mean? Like, and rightfully so. So you want to make sure. And so that kind of helps you figure things out sometimes too. You might get a lot of people complaining about a certain type of mulch from a certain place. Maybe you want to rethink that and, you know, try a different place, maybe that other people are recommending or whatnot. So, um, that's just a a couple things there. Like I said, I like how it looks overall. I like the finished product for sure. Um, why I don't like it, I guess, is really just because you can really get yourself into a pickle, right? That, that plenty of times over the years, poor planning on my part, not having appropriate staffing, whatever, not being able to not having strict guidelines in place. And here I am in the middle of the summer, like July or August, trying to spread 10 or more yards all by myself. And it completely screws up your whole schedule for mowing and whatever else you might have 
had planned for that week. Weather might get in the way, you know, like if it rains right after you, if the, the next day after you put mulch down, it washes all the dye off and now it looks like trash. Like you didn't even put fresh mulch down. Like there's a lot of variables that people don't think about that comes into play with mulch. Like every service has their own thing. Like you're not blowing leaves and doing leaf cleanups when there's, you know, 20 mile an hour gusts or something that day. Like, you know, like there's certain things that you don't really think about until you're stuck in the middle of it. And you're like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have been doing this today. You know, oh, I probably shouldn't have been spreading mulch in the rain because now I'm covered in dye and it's all washing off as it's in the mulch beds or the day before a heavy rain. Now, if it's just like a little drizzle here and there that pops up the next morning or the next afternoon that you didn't anticipate, that shouldn't be a big deal. But if there's, if it's calling for rain all morning or all day, the next day, most likely that's going to wash off a lot of the dye on your mulch and it's going to look terrible. And you're going to have to come back with more mulch and top, you know, top dress, uh, all the, all the mulch beds that look like trash because it's all faded looking now. So that's not what people paid for. Right. So you got to plan all that out. So, I mean, just imagine being all by yourself. You don't plan all that out cause you don't know. And, you know, and, and you're just going by what the customer, which is going to lead into my final point here. You just, you just go to, you just do whatever the customer says. You, you let them dictate stuff like, Hey, it's, you know, the, the middle of July or beginning of August. Can you put fresh mulch down the hottest time of the year here in Virginia? Can you just put, I just want the mulch now. I didn't want to do it, you know, in the spring, like everybody else, you know, or I don't want to do it at the end of the year. You know, I want to wait till the hottest point of the day when it fits my budget and I just want it to look good, you know, for, for, uh, you know, the middle of the summer or before 4th of July or something, having a big party, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like they don't really care about you or any of that stuff. They just have their own reasons why they want mulch some random time of the year. And you're stuck there, you know, hundred degrees by yourself shoveling 10 yards of mulch and then guess what it's going to rain tomorrow but you didn't realize that or factor that in and now it wash you know it, it just i've had too many i guess situations like that early on that it really put a bad taste in my mouth when it came to mulch similar to leaf cleanups right i just couldn't stand doing leaf cleanups because i screwed them up in the beginning you know i didn't know what i was doing and if you don't know you don't know that's for sure and you can really get yourself in a bind quick with leaves and mulch those are two labor-intensive, time-consuming services that you can, you know, lose a lot of money on if you don't know what you're doing. And of course, a lot of that comes with experience. But you know, you can try and uh, shorten that learning curve by, you know, listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos, different types of content out there for free that helps out, as well as some paid content out there, as well as just finding a mentor or. You know, getting to know some of your peers and, and asking them, picking their brains. I know people do that with me all the time, and I still do that as well. I'm always still learning things. And, and sometimes I don't even think that, you know, like I'm not intentionally trying to learn something, and I still learn something like, oh, I didn't know that. Wow, that's a cool idea. I'm going to have to try that. You know, that's that's how we should always be. We should always be learning. If we're not learning, if we're not if we're not growing, we're dying, right? So you might as well just keep growing so we can live as long as possible. So um but so when it comes to mulch, it's for me, it's similar to leaves. I, I, I kind of let it dictate everything about my life and my schedule and it was stressful and I didn't like it. And, you know, th I, I didn't really lean on anybody for help. So through social media and experience, trial and error, unfortunately, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and then, you know, uh, leaning on some peers and mentors and, and asking questions and learning and picking up this trick and that tip and, um, improving some of my, um, 
tools, equipment, and resources, especially as they came about. I mean, cartmate and truckmate and mulchmate, all those weren't even around when I first started eight, nine years ago. I mean, they only came out, what, three, four, five years ago, maybe? I don't know. So like halfway into my um, lawn care business, I still was just doing doing it the old-fashioned way, like everybody else with, you know, pitchforks, rakes, you know, shovels, wheelbarrows, you know, that was it. You know, that's what you had to do, which which made it even less appealing. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. This week, I wanted to focus on probably, arguably, one of my favorite, if not the favorite, multi-force attachment. It is one of their newer attachments at the time of the recording of this. It's called the Mulch Force. So it's the multi-force mulch force, a little bit of a tongue twister there if you say that a bunch of times fast, uh, but it's, as it says, all about mulch. Um, you know, it's not meant for you to be putting heavy things like rocks and dirt and things like that. It's really specifically meant for mulch, which pairs up nicely with turf care. I mean, you know, you're, you're cutting people's grass. A lot of times they, they're asking you if they you can freshen up their mulch beds or install fresh new mulch, um, regardless of what time of year you do that in. Uh, instead of using like a buggy, a powered buggy or a powered wheelbarrow, or even I've used in the past dingoes, Toro dingoes with the, you know, get the biggest bucket attachment they have and you just scoop up the mulch and you just drive it to where you got to go, dump it. And it's basically, instead of, so you don't have to push the wheelbarrows, especially if it's long distances and if it's uphill and so on, you're trying to do whatever you can to save that energy because as those of you may or may not know, Doing mulch is is in some cases backbreaking, but it's definitely uh, hard work. It's it's exhausting, you know. To, again, depending on how far you have to go back and forth, pushing the wheelbarrow with full of mulch. You know, if you have bigger wheelbarrows, it's going to be more mulch you're going to fill it up with. It's even more, but you're going to take less trips because you're being able to transport more mulch. Um, with bigger ones, one wheel, two wheel, all these pros and cons. But it's you're still pushing wheelbarrows back and forth, and especially if you're going uphill. That's that's brutal. Um, going, you'd rather be going downhill, you know, with, with the full wheelbarrow, and then uphill with an empty one. But either way, you're just exhausting yourself, wearing yourself down. Anyone that's working with you or for you, so anything that you can do to eliminate that or alleviate that is going to increase your productivity. So the mulch force is basically a, a bucket um, that's attached to your multi-force, your Toro multi-force onto the front and uh, your low, your low flow hydraulics hydraulically control that. So not only are you filling that up, you know, with, with the mulch, uh, which you can put, it moves up to 10.7 cubic feet, uh, 250 pounds of mulch, but you can go up to speeds of 10 miles an hour on the mower, right? So not only can you fill that up, and then use the mower to quickly get from place to place to where you need to dump the mulch. But when you get there, you don't even have to get off of the mower and do anything manually. You just use the the uh, the controls for the hydraulics to just uh, lift the bucket up and dump it over, just like you were if it was like a dump truck or a dump bed, and you lift it up and you dump everything out. So now you have that in the front of your mower, so you can just easily do that. You can dump a little bit at a time if you've got smaller sections or smaller mulch beds, you know, they're not that wide or deep or whatever. And you just need to dump a little pile here, a little pile there, or you can just go right up to a big open uh, mulch bed and just dump the entire thing in there, back up, you know, uh, close it back down and go ahead and drive off, drive back to the mulch pile and fill that back up. So to me, this is such a time saver, such an energy saver, which increase your profits because you can get more done with less time, less energy. I mean, you can really, especially if you're a solo operation, 
just having this alone is going to help you get more mulch jobs done. Yes, you still got to get out there and spread the mulch, but that's, you know, then that's all you got to do is spread the mulch. That's half the battle. You're not exhausted from pushing the mulch back and forth, you know, with wheelbarrows, getting it from point A to point B, and then having to spread it all. You know, you're still going to have to shovel the, the, the mulch into the, the, the mulch force, just like you would into a wheelbarrow, but at least, you know, you know that that's all you're doing with the energy wise. You're not then also having to push it up and down or wherever you got to go long distances. So it's been a total game changer and, and back saver uh, for me in my business. I used it last year for mulch season and, and it's, it's phenomenal. So I just really like those details that I just uh, mentioned. If you want all the visuals, again, as always, if you want to see what it looks like, see it in action, little video clips, things like that, you can go ahead on the link in the episode description for Toro.com. That'll take you right there to check out everything you need to know about the mulch force. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed move from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to MulchMateUSA.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. When you have tools and equipment to improve efficiencies and and uh, let, use less energy so you can get to the finished product faster. Well, now you're going to make more money. You're going to be happier, less exhausted. You can get more work done in a day with less people, which is is uh, less costs, you know, um, less expenses. So it's just a win all the way around. So as those things started to improve and I started to learn some things from my peers and mentors, following along different things on social media and all of my trials and tribulations, I started to kind of get a handle on mulch, just like I decided to retackle leaves so that ultimately the reason why I, you know, went back to offering leaves and never stopped offering mulch is because I just want to have more offerings. I want to be more serviceable for my clients. I don't want to just do one or two things for them and then try to sub everything else out or refer everything else out because eventually I lose some people, you know, and, and, and they're good people. I mean, you could say, oh, they weren't your ideal client then if they just dropped you. Well, you know, sometimes people get tired of having to have three or four different invoices and contact all these different people, you know, for all these different services just because you only want to do one or two. And, and, and I get it. You do what you want to do, but sometimes just, you just have to accept that sometimes people aren't going to want to uh, deal with that, you know, like as nice as you are to them and a good job you do for your two services or one service and as, as nice as they are and they want to be loyal, at the end of the day, it, it becomes too much work for them and they just want someone that can do all of it or most of it. You know, they're okay with two invoices, you know, like if, you know, they, if, if you, uh, 
If you don't do fertilization weed control, but you do all the lawn maintenance, you do all the mowing and all the landscaping and all that, hey, you know what? They can find a fertilization and weed control company. There's a lot of those companies around the country, big and small, you know, national chains to small local decent sized companies that only treat yards. So they're not even cutting into your, pro, you know, to your potential jobs or anything. It's not like you have to worry about them taking your client from you because they're only offering what you don't offer. So that, that's very common in my area anyway. I'm sure it is, you know, all over the country where you have someone that does everything but fertilization and weed control. And then you have a, a dedicated company that's niched in only that. They specialize in only that and they come and they treat the your yard the the yard for you all year long and make it look beautiful and give you something to maintain all year long and all that stuff. So people are more fine with that, but when it's when when it starts becoming a la carte for all these different services for all these different companies, that's where people will definitely start to look the other way. And I know this from experience, and it just also makes sense. So I just try to make sure that you know I'm not going to offer everything. Cause I don't know how to do everything and I don't want to learn how to do everything. I don't, I don't want to be the everything company. I do still want to specialize in maintenance. You know, I'm a maintenance company. So that means mowing and fertilization and weed control and landscape maintenance, like freshening up the mulch beds with fresh mulch, you know, cleaning out the weeds throughout the year, trimming the bushes a couple of times throughout the year, like all the reoccurring maintenance services, whether it's once a year or several times a year or every week, um, you know, every month and so on. Those are, 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 are the, the services that I focus on. So leaves is the same thing. In the fall, you're cleaning up leaves every week or every other week, depending on, you know, the situation with the types of trees and the type of area you live in and so on. Same thing with mulch. Every year in the spring, we're, we're freshening up, we're prepping the beds, you know, getting rid of the weeds, re-edging everything and putting fresh mulch down. So it starts off the spring looking beautiful. Um, and then the grass starts popping, you stripe it nice and people are like, wow, you know, spring is here. Um, and, and, and I just want to be a part of that. Now in the past, there's been times where even still, I, uh, kind of referred off the big mulch projects, like some of the properties that I've had in the past needed like 20 to 30 yards of mulch. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't care how many guys, I, I mean, I've never had that many guys. The most I've had was like four, three or four include, uh, not including myself. So like, and that was a lot. And that year we happened to have a lot of mulch jobs. So it went pretty well. I didn't have truck mate that year. I don't know if it came out yet or not. It might've been the first year it came out and I waited till the second year before I got it, or it just didn't come out yet. But you know, I still had my truck. It was the first year I had my Ram 3,500 eight foot bed. So we still put four yards of mulch in the back with the wood sides up, but we did the good old fashioned shoveling it out into wheelbarrows. So we would just trade off who was in the truck shoveling just like everybody else, right? Just old hat, you know, status quo. But I kept thinking to myself, every shove, every scoop, like there's got to be another way. There's got to be an easier way. I got to get this truck made or whatever. Or maybe it didn't exist. And I was just hoping for something. And then when it came out, I was all over it. So I'm all about trying to increase efficiency because when it comes to jobs like leaves and mulch that I'm not super, you know, excited about doing to begin with, but I want to offer it as a service as well as, of course, it's going to generate revenue for my business, going to keep the guys working, um, year, you know, more year round. And it's, it's ultimately going to be, uh, it's going to satisfy my clients and make us more serviceable of a company so that 
we're, we're less easy to replace, right? The more we can do for them, the more value we can provide for them is what I should say, not the more we can do for them because then it makes it seem more like, oh, well, we have to be a do-everything company. No, you don't have to be a do-everything company. You can sub out certain things and still be a one-stop shop for them and kind of be a, a general contractor in a way. I know some people do that. You know, they, they do a lot of services themselves and then some of the other things, they sub that out. Um, for like irrigation or whatever, that's other d- additional licenses and certifications that they didn't get. So they get another company that they're close with and reliable to to do, and they sub it all out. It's one invoice that the clients pay, um, you know. But you know, the everyone gets their uh, all the companies get their portion and stuff like that. You know, you get the money from your client, and then you give your the portion out to the irrigation company when they invoice you for an example. So there's ways to be like to, to offer everything. But what I mean is, you know, the value offering, you know, more value, the more, the more valuable uh, you become, the more value you offer for the clients, the less they want to replace you for someone else that they're not sure if they're going to give the same amount of value and things like that. So that's just all I'm trying to do is, is offer as much value as I can without doing all these different services that I'm not comfortable doing or I don't want to do or I don't know how to do and so on. And then I, like I said, I have referred some of the bigger mulch jobs out to um, some of the bigger companies in my area that have, you know, dump trucks and trailers and, you know, a, a lot of guys, whatever, you know, that they're able to bang it out faster um, than, than, than we could in the past. So there's been ways where I've tried to get around that. And, you know, I don't even have some of those properties anymore for different reasons. They moved or whatever. Um, so all the properties that I have in general are easily manageable. You know, like the most is like, you know, 10 yards. I, I think I just picked up one that is 20 yards. So that's going to be a doozy for sure. Um, but all the rest uh, are, are, you know, 10 yards or less. Um, now some of them are next to each other. So we dump like 20 yards. So it's 10 yards for each, you know, is what we've done in the past because that's just, that just seemed to be the most efficient way instead of taking like, you know, uh, 20 divided by four yards, whatever that is, you know, those, the amount of trips that we take back and forth to the mulch yard to fill up my truck. So, I mean, you know, you, you kind of take it one step at a time or, or a case by case basis, job by job. Like, do we want to take a couple of trips? You know, if it's eight yards, that's two trips you know, to bang this out. We don't have to ever shovel anything like, okay, let's just do that. And then we can, you know, take a a bathroom break in between, you know, it's a good, good timing for that stuff like that. Like, you know, you just kind of go, um, property by property and figure it out. Um, but that's what I have done is, is, is figured all those things out. Like I said, all the different ways of handling the different types of properties. I have all of the great resources and tools now, you know, I've got truck mate, I've got cart mate, I've got some good, you know, tools that I've acquired over the years where that I'm like, why didn't I discover these sooner? That just make it easier to, you know, to, to scoop and spread and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the final component is scheduling. The final component is not allowing clients to dictate when to put down the mulch. So every year, I like, um, you know, in like the end of the year, really like December and end of December into January at the latest, I'm sending out my emails, you know, just reminding everyone that mulch season starts for us in February through March, um, before the mowing season starts. Once mowing starts in, you know, mid to late March, whether, whether depend, whether, uh, permitted, of course, sometimes we get some random snowstorms at the beginning of March. So that really throws everything off, but 
pretty much every year we're we're cutting grass at some point in March here in uh, Central Virginia. So once that happens, we we you know we're not doing any more mulch. So we gotta that people have to get on the schedule ASAP because if not on the schedule, then we're not putting them on the schedule once the grass starts. Uh, once we start mowing, uh, start cutting the grass. So I make that clear with everyone. I've been doing that for years. People want to play games. They can play games once and they realize that they lose <laughs> and they don't play that game anymore, you know. Um, and unfortunately, I know that means it could seem like, oh, that means those people are going to have to find someone else to do the mulch. Well, yeah, sorry. I mean, why can't you do it in the time frame that I that I give? I mean, why wouldn't you want your yard to look nice in the spring like everybody else? Why would you want to wait till May or June to get your mulch done because it fits your budget better that way or because you're trying to make it last the longest because, you know, you don't want it to fade in September or October. So you think if you wait to get it installed later, it'll last longer and all this nonsense. Like, okay, if you get, you know, shoddy quality, poor quality mulch, then yeah, it's going to fade quicker. But the mulch I get lasts all year long. You know, I mean, as long as we don't spread it right before a rainstorm, I've learned that lesson. You know, we're, we're, it's fine. It lasts all year long and it looks nice the whole year, you know, unless it gets covered in weeds. And um, that doesn't often happen with us because, yet again, I don't do transactional stuff. I don't put mulch down for some random customer that that's all we do. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just putting mulch down and see, see you next year. No, you have to be a regular client with us. You have to sign up for yearly services. You get billed monthly for 12 months of the year. I went through all this on previous episodes. Um, back in the archives for my plans for 2024. That's a new thing that we adjusted. Um, 12-month billing, multiple services, yearly agreement, basically a contract without calling it a contract so people don't freak out. No, you know, that nothing's binding or, or anything like that. We can make changes or cancel whenever we feel like it for any reason, the clients or us, myself. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, easier for us to schedule to have to know up front what services are, are being done all throughout the entire year we get scheduled appropriately when we want it to be done so you know we get good quality mulch we do it in february and mall in march it lasts all year long and we don't have to worry about scrambling to you know get stuff done um you know other uh, uh in the middle of the summer or something and trying to push mowing back or trimming shrubs back to fit in a mulch job here and there. I've been there, done that, and it's super stressful and it's not worth it. So the people that are determined to wait till May or June to get mulch, those are the people that I just don't have as a client anymore. And quite frankly, they never really were a client in the first place. You know, anytime in recent history that people have ever attempted to try and still do that kind of nonsense we're not even like my regular clients anyway. Like, like they only did only signed up for one service. Like they only signed up for mowing or they only signed up for fertilization and weed control. And that was it. And then they just wanted me to do random stuff here and there a la carte. Like, Hey, how, can you give me a quote to trim our bushes? Like, Oh, Hey, what, what about mulch? Oh, but can you wait till May? You know, like those are the people that I don't want anyway. I want yearly clients that sign up for X amount of services, more than one thing throughout the year, and we can schedule it all out. They know what to expect. The billing is, you know, everything's divided by 12 months. So they know what they're paying every single month, the same amount for all the services that we agreed upon. And they're done when we schedule them, which they all know, you know, in advance when everything's getting scheduled. Like, okay. We do March, February through March. You know, we start mowing in March um, through November. You know, we treat your yards seven times a year this month, this month, this month, you know, we just, we 
we spell it all out for them so they know. And of course, they're going to forget halfway through the season and you have to remind them and resend the emails or whatever. And um, one of the beautiful things about Service Autopilot is, which is what the CRM that I use, is uh, if you if the clients use the client portal that Service Autopilot has, then they can see when all their services are scheduled. They can see past services that were completed. They can see future services that are scheduled. So it really gives them a way to have a little bit of uh, control or communication, I guess. You know, it's less that you have to email and send texts or whatever. You can just tell everyone up front like I did, hey, well, for one, I make sure every new person is, I make sure that everyone signed up for the client portal. Um, new people is super easy. Going backwards is a little bit challenging and, uh, you know, years ago when I did that, but Having everyone sign up for the client portal, whether they use it or not, at least they have access to it. And I say, hey, just to let you know, all the communication is through the schedule. If you want to know when we're coming, if for some reason it started raining and we haven't sent an email out yet to say, hey, couldn't get the schedule done today because of the rain, we'll be there tomorrow. You can just look at the uh, client portal and see if the job has been moved to the next day or canceled or whatever. Um, you know, you're going to get some insight there or the beginning of the week. If you're not sure what day of the week do they come to mow again? Cause I, I forgot, you know, I, I have some people coming over. I want to make sure, well, Hey, go into your client portal and look at the schedule. Oh, that's right. It's Thursdays that they come. I see there, they have us down for Thursday, you know, whatever it is. Like it's a way of communication without them having to email me constantly and me having to email them constantly. So it's improving communication with less communicating, if that makes sense. So we really utilize the client portal. I'm really happy that that's a thing that Service Autopilot uses. So that's a way that they can be reminded of when we're doing certain services throughout the year, you know, as long as they're scheduled, of course, like, you know, they're not going to know when aeration and seating, you know, it's February now, they're not going to go into the client portal and see when aerating and seating is scheduled because it's not scheduled. You know, <laughs> we do that in September. We're, we're, you know, way, ways away from there. So that's obviously... Um, silliness, but all the current services, you know, they can be reminded of when they're being done because they're they're scheduled and they can look it up in their client portal as well as they can pay their bills, all that kind of stuff. They can, you know, check their bills. They can do all types of stuff, change, update their phone number, whatever they got to do through the client portal. Very easy, very streamlined, helps me really implement all these things that I'm talking about with um, scheduling and just having strict guidelines with how I do these services. I mean, it's the same thing with mowing. I love to mow and I love to treat yards, but I still implement the same thing because I want to be in control of the schedule. You know, like people, everybody wants to be on Friday. Well, guess what? We can't mow, you know, 60, 70, 80, a hundred yards in one day on Friday. What are we gonna do the rest of the week? I mean, don't get me wrong. If there is a way that you, if you had like four crews and you did all of your mowing on Friday, then the rest of the week you could be doing, you know, landscaping and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, I'm sure where there's a will, there's a way, but that seems pretty ridiculous. And if it rains on Friday, then what? All four crews are working on Saturday or you're going to try and get it done on Thursday and push your other jobs um, forward, you know, on, on squeeze them in on Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, like things can get in a, in, in a jam in a hurry 
when you're trying to do stuff like that. Like, so that's just silliness, obviously. Hopefully we're not humoring that. I was just saying that it, it probably is possible, but you know, you're, you're really hoping for the best with that scenario, but everybody thinks that they can be the Friday person. Like, but that's not the case. You know, I know you can, you could charge a premium maybe for people to be on Friday, but then that kind of goes against route density. You know what I mean? What, 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 what if you put out to 80 clients, you know, Hey, if you want to be on Friday's schedule, you're, there's a premium rate, you, you know, you pay an extra 30% or whatever, or 50% or whatever thing you come up with, you know, to, to, to be a Friday lawn. And then a hodgepodge of people sign up for that. Now your route density is a hot mess because you're going in like three different neighborhoods or four different neighborhoods in one day. Oh, but they're paying a premium. Well, you just lost all of that premium by all of your unfor- uh, unnecessary drive time, all the extra gas and paying employees to just sit in the truck and all that. So that's, that's a bust too. I mean, honestly, it just comes down to you pick your rhyme or reason for what days of the week you want to do what yards, what neighborhoods, and it is what it is. You know, I've had people, I've had one person ask if they could be on a Friday and I've had one person quit is what I'm saying. I've had one person quit because they asked if if they are cancel services because they asked if they could be on a Friday, be mowed on a Friday. And I said, no, unfortunately we have like your whole neighborhood on Wednesday. So I, I, I you know, we do a totally different neighborhood on Friday. So I couldn't just come all the way back out here for your one yard on Friday. It's a totally different neighborhood, you know, like, and, and, you know, 20 minutes away or whatever, like, that's just not, that's not profitable. That's not, good for our business or whatever, however I said it, but you know, for you guys, that's what I'm trying to break it down for. And, um, you know, she understood and, but she said, well, we're just going to have to cancel and go back to cutting it ourselves. We just like, you know, going into the weekend, having a fresh cut lawn, you know, so the kids can play and all that stuff and everything looks great, you know, but when you're cutting it on Wednesday, by the time Sunday comes around, it looks like it needs to be cut already and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. Okay. I understand. But, you know, we're, we have we have a business to run, so we have to do it certain ways. You know, that's why as a homeowner, you can cut the grass whenever you feel like it. But uh, you don't have as much um, control or as many options when you're hiring someone else to do something. You have to kind of work together a little bit and kind of accept certain things. You know, they, they're not going to do it the exact same way. Hey, I, I, use a, I use a push broom to clean off my walkways after I cut the grass. Like, okay, Bob, that's not going to happen here. We don't have a single broom in our setup. Um, we use blowers, you know, that's more efficient, Bob. Sorry. Like, you know, things, that's just the way it is. And sometimes you got to stay away from those homeowners that for whatever reason, can't or don't want to mow their lawn anymore, but they just want to dictate every step of the way, micromanage every single thing that you do when you mow their lawn. And that's, that's a headache. You don't want to be dealing with that. So be, beware of those kind of people for sure. And that's how I put these strict guidelines into place. It, it keeps those people away. Everyone knows the deal up front, knows our schedule, and it makes it as minimizes the stress and the, and the labor intensiveness of a very stressful at times, labor intensive service. That's it. That's, that's just, you know, that's just my way of saying it. I definitely love the outcome of mulch and the purpose and everything, but it has definitely been a struggle over the years to really nail it down. And, you know, we're pretty, pretty darn efficient now with mulch, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're pushing, you know, up to a hundred yards of mulch on, on any given season 
um, minimum. So, or on average, I guess I should say. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's not like we're just doing a few things here and there. It's, it's a decent amount of mulch we're pushing for a small little lawn care business, um, like us. So sometimes it's only a couple of us doing it, you know, me and one or two other guys, and we're just banging it out because we have efficient tools and resources and equipment to use. Um, and these guidelines put into place so that we have more time to get it done. If it rains, hey, it's not that big of a scramble. We'll just shift things around, you know, or if it's going to rain, we'll just, you know, do what we got to do to to move things around appropriately. It's not like we're trying to cram it all in between other stuff in the middle of the summer. So anyway, just wanted to add that insight. I know this is another long-winded, I mean, not as long as some others, but it's it's long enough of a winded IBG episode just talking about mulch, but these have been some of my more popular episodes, I guess, maybe because some people agree with me about mulch. I don't know, but it's definitely a super profitable, like super, super profitable service. That's another reason I didn't mention why I keep continue to have it because it's very, very profitable. If you price it property, you know I mean? If you're, you know, if you're pricing like 60 bucks per yard and it's cost you 30 bucks for the mulch for a yard of mulch that leaves you with 30 bucks left and it takes you an hour. So you're just paying yourself 30 bucks an hour. That doesn't include your gas, um, the, the, uh, your general liability, anything else you have employees, all that stuff. Like you don't want to, you want to make more than 30 bucks an hour. You probably want to make 60, 70 bucks an hour if you're huffing mulch and you're making it look real nice and clean and details matter and you clean up when you're done and, Everything looks pristine, picture perfect. That's what people want to pay for. When you provide that quality of service, you can charge whatever you want and people will pay it when you find the the ideal clients that appreciate that. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it, guys. Hope you have a great mulch season. Um, I don't know where this episode is falling. It's going to end up falling in between everything. There's a ton of interviews from... Um, our uh, Green Industry Podcast Summit that we had not too long ago at um, Almond Headquarters, then Synced Live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that was a, a fun event that's going to be a, an annual event with that we had Pod Row at. <clears throat> we're going to be doing that. Stay tuned for some more conferences that we're going to be going to in the near future for Pod Row, and we're going to be getting more content with that. So that's exciting. So lots of interviews there. And then the Kohler event, uh, the Landscape Lawn and Landscape Society conference in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, with more content from that as well, more interviews from some great folks that attended, as well as some Kohler folks and so on. So lots and lots of great content. It's a, it's a podcaster's dream or content creator's dream to be able to have these type of events and be able to attend these events to get this content and experience these experiences to share, to help grow ourselves and grow everyone, all of you that's listening and and, and watching and all that so that we can keep growing uh, each other's personal life and business together so that we can achieve great things um, for this world, to be honest, because it needs it. Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And thank you to all of the listeners, all of you. I appreciate it. If you haven't left a five-star rating review on Apple or Spotify, please do. I appreciate it. I'll read whatever, whenever I can. I'll read a rating review and it, it, ma- it makes a big difference uh, for the show. Pro- Mr. Producer and I like hearing the feedback so we can improve and, and get better and, and keep bringing as good content as we can. So thank you guys again. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.